Hi all and welcome back to yet another episode of this nonsense we produce for your listening pleasure. And speaking of pleasures, it's my pleasure to remind you of another great brand we'd like to promote. Not paid advertising, but just awesome products and companies we want you to know about. And this week is no exception. So, are you a runner? Of course you are. But how about a runner? No? Well, Runner is a fitness and lifestyle brand for people passionate about running. It's about passion for the sport, pride in our achievements and a supportive sense of community spirit. Exactly what we're about at the What The Fartlet podcast. So, no matter your speed or distance, be part of the running community. And as a What The Fartlet listener, we can give you a massive 20% off products site-wide. This does exclude clearance, gift cards and virtual runs though. So, for a huge discount, head over to runner.co.uk. That's R-U-N-R.co.uk. Enter the code WTF at checkout and be proud of your achievements. Be proud to be a runner. Rob didn't write this this week, so... This fit, dashing, handsome and quite frankly awesome young man has something to say. Hit the music! Are you alone, groupie, and are you enjoy your run? Back to take it easy, you're shooting a frag gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. So welcome to the world of the Brown community. If you're 17, 25, push it in your tail. Come along, join us, this is the place for you. Welcome to the world of the Brown community. Welcome to the world of the Brown community. What's happening, party people? Welcome to Series 7, Episode 7 of the What The Fartley Podcast. My name's Rob. And Matt's not here. He's gone fishing. Absolutely no commitment to the cause. Very, very disappointed in that tiny little Ewok. Um, so I'm alone. I'm flying solo. I am your captain on this ship, this one-man crusade. Uh, that's a lie, of course. A humongous exaggeration. Because, as always, in just a moment, I will be joined by a positive menagerie of pals. A plethora of Fartlek family, uh, what the Fartlek podcast team members, uh, we've got a stat show, I'm very, very excited about it, I'm very excited to bring you uh, some awesome chats with some awesome people, uh, it's a big one, and uh, that's what she said, uh, so we're going to get into it in a minute, and I'm going to get started by, this is the weird bit, this is something new for me, a little bit different, normally, this is Matt's bit, so normally Matt would sit here and he would give us a rundown of what's on today's show. I'd say, what's on today's show, Tiny Dancer? And then he'd, he'd mumble his way through it. Um, he's got quite good at it, to be fair, but it has took him seven series now uh, and a script every single week that he gets wrong. So it's going to be interesting. I'm going to try uh, and uh, and just freeball it. I've not written anything down. I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to say. I and mean, you can judge whether or not it is better than Matt's attempts uh, for the last year and a half. So, what have we got coming up on today's show? It's an absolutely stacked, stacked event. Uh, we'll be starting off a minute by chatting to Jack and Ben. Uh, they are joining me in place of Matt for How's Your Week because they've had a very, very special week. They ran 100 kilometres down south together uh, on Saturday and we're going to find out all about their experience, uh, threshold events, great, great race. Uh, we're going to find out all about what it was they got up to. Uh, bonding moments on a 60-mile run. So that's going to be a great 
great one. And then Emma is joining me uh, solo as well. No Ben, although he might just pop up in the background uh, because whilst they were offering that, uh, Ben uh, Ben was running that. Emma, of course, will have been flying the Parkrun Tourism flag. So we're going to find out all about what she got up to. The main event of the show today, we are talking to Kelsey Johnson. We're dipping our toes back in the world of triathlon. Uh, Kelsey, uh, amazing triathlete. Uh, she's a member of the Brooks Run Happy team. Uh, we talk all about her achievements, how she got into triathlon, what she likes about it, what she's got planned for the future. We also talk about the fact that as a woman of colour, about how she feels there isn't a lot of representation or diversity within the world of triathlon, which I think resonates with a lot of the athletic sports um, uh, as a hobby at the, the non-elite level. So she's going to be talking about that. Really interesting chat with a really great person. Looking forward to getting to that one. And then, of course, it is Parkrun League time. Uh, Statman John is here. Ben will be back as well. And we'll be telling you all about the team and the individual standings uh, for just how you got on at the midpoint. Week five is now in the bag. We're halfway through it. So can anybody catch those pesky West Coasters. Um, and then uh, if we can get in touch with Matt, uh, we're going to try and uh, pull him away from his fishing, camping, excursion thing and maybe get him on to do a little bit of a roll call at the end. Sound good to you? Sounds good to me. Of course, don't forget that. Ooh, thank yous. Uh, and that's that. So how was that? Was that better than Matt? Was that as good as Matt? I don't know. It was harder than I thought it was going to be. And, uh, and he's, he's all right, isn't he? He's all right, that pesky little blighter. Uh, so... I've not come up for breath for three minutes, so I think it's about time that we get over to chat to the first of the big, big segments this week. So let's go and have a chat about how our weeks have been with Ben and Jack. So out of one door goes a tiny dancer who prefer to fish than hang out with his podcast pals. But in through the window comes abseiling from the side of the building like two modern day Bruce Willis type superheroes. Uh, it's only our ultra marathon finishers, Ben and Jack. How are you two doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, all good. Thank you. Bit how, achy. I was about to say, how are you feeling? Physically? Yeah, my my legs are a bit achy. Um, I'm extremely tired. I had a nap on my lunch break today, uh, mm. so that shows how tired I am and have done no housework on the long list that I had. Mm. Just another mm. reason why Beth's such a lucky girl. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling quite a bit better actually. I've um, I well, we drove home yesterday. I was still feeling a bit achy last night, but uh, had a good kip last night and got up and took Cat to the vets this morning just for a checkup. He's all right. And then we went food shopping. I've done two loads of washing, hung them out. So yeah, I've just been chilling out. But generally, I feel pretty good today. So the impression I'm getting is Ben's just getting on with it. Jack is milking it for all it's worth for as long as possible. Definitely. I feel I feel jealous that Ben's actually moving quite well. I don't know if it's because I've been sat at a desk all day and my mm. breakfast consisted of some strawberry laces and a bag of M&Ms. Athlete. Athlete. Um, but I am going to try and go for a walk in a bit. My legs actually don't feel too bad. They just feel tired. Yeah, absolutely. Recovery. And for anybody, so everyone... Most people who listen to the show will know exactly why you guys are both maybe in a state of somewhat recovery. Um, but let's talk about a little bit of a mix up on the normal How's Your Week. My week's been fine. No one ever asked me anyway, but thank you. Um, but I don't want to talk about my week. I want to talk about your weeks because particularly what you did on Saturday. So, uh, Ben, why don't you tell everybody who might not know exactly what you and Jack conquered on Saturday? OK, so let, let's go back. We we 
we contemplated doing an ultra months and months ago. I was trying to work out when we booked it. And I seem to think it was before November last year, looking back on my detective work. Jack Jack might be able to correct me on that. Um, but I, I, I found a message that said, I haven't even done a 50K yet, so why would I book a 100K? But um, um, So we, we booked it ages ago, and it's been coming and coming and coming. And then, obviously, Jack's not been too well, and I, I haven't really trained for it. But eventually the day came. And we both agreed that we were going to do it. So on Friday, me and Emma drove down from from Barnsley to Bognor. Um, what, what, what a journey that is! Absolutely. I, um, I'm not going to say which town is better than the other one. Um, yep. And yeah, we arrived at Jack's mid afternoon. We went out for a little shakeout run just to wake the legs up after a six hour journey. Nice quiet night. Um, we sat. What did we watch, Jack? Toy Story Toy, Two. Toy Story Two. Great, yeah, good choice. Pizza. Good choice. Jack, Jack's choice. Um, we knew all the words, was. all the words to all the songs. Uh, we ordered pizza. Obviously, pre-race uh, meal is always pizza. Um, I've never seen that. Not only is he one of the fastest runners I know, he's also one of the fastest eaters I know. Mm, machine, um, isn't he? Oh, my God. He, he devoured his full pizza before me, Emma or Beth had even eaten half of ours. Mm. Um, Not surprised. So fair play to him. Rest at night was quiet. And then it was off to bed for a 4.30 a.m. alarm. Wow. Um, up at 4.30, me and Jack in the kitchen toasting bagels or whatever. What? No, you didn't have breakfast, did you? You had, no, a, you no. had some kind of energy bar. I was too nervous, so I just had some granola bar thing. I just remember coming down and looking at you, looking at the oven, and it was like quarter to five in the morning, and I was just thinking, what is going on? It was so dreary. <laughs> what, are these, what are these choices I'm making? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the toaster. Jack, where's your toaster? Um, so we, we had our bagels. We had, we'd had everything packed up the night before. We'd gone through it repeatedly, making sure everything was set out, and... Yeah, uh, we dragged Beth and Emma out of bed and they were very kind to get out that early and give us a lift to Goodwood. We arrived at six o'clock-ish um, and it was it was crazy because obviously Jack knows Goodwood, but I don't. This is the, the race course the ho- where the horses go, not the, not the motor circuit. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's arrows in that direction. It's where the start is. And you walk down like a flight of stairs in what looks like a building and it's going under a building and then it just opened up and it was I was instant instant tingles going down my spine it was the, the threshold series the way they'd set up that whole area was amazing yeah. big start finish post flags everywhere there were like ice cream vans coffee vans yada 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 all over the place the sun was rising it looked absolutely stunning what a beautiful view and what a scary sight to walk into at the same time but as we walked in we saw spicy on the run rachel there waving her arms bless her she was meant to be doing it with us but unfortunately she'd picked up a niggle so she'd made a sensible decision not to Uh, but we were greeted by her a couple of minutes later claire came over um and we were all together all chatting and then and then, yeah, it was half past six, off Claire went. She was in the first wave. She trundled off. And then and then before you knew it, it was 20 minutes later, and there was me and Jack 
stood there waiting to go. Um, Glenn, good old Glenn, as he'd come down early as well. Love come down, fault. taking some pictures. Yeah, Glenn, I'll, I'll recap at the end, but Glenn was amazing. Um, and that was it, 6.50. We were, we were being counted down. And off we went. Um, and I'll, I'll let you pick it up from there for a bit, Jackie. Yeah, yeah, go on, go on, Jack. What was what? I mean, how were you feeling? Because you've you've been a little bit up and down, mate, haven't you? In terms of confidence and um and and you you had a couple of knockbacks, a few injuries. How were you feeling finally getting to that start line with that massive hundred k ahead of you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so like Ben called me probably going back seven eight weeks now when I wasn't running, I was getting tired just doing anything, and my blood was just so poor, and said, "Look, are we on for this?" And I said, "Yes." and we discussed this on the run I said yes with the hope that I could do it um fortunately I did get bit did get better and I could put in some training runs but the week before I also had a flare-up in my knee so the whole morning I was just in this state of panic I was like I can't let Ben down he's come all this way um and we got going um went up over the trundle so it's a hill to start and then you join this long path it's it was about four miles to get us to the first checkpoint at 10k um called centurion way it's just a path no roads there was a couple of dog walkers out early morning um and my knee was niggling a bit but i was thinking it's not too bad let's keep going on and we were just chatting and the miles ticked by we knew the first 50k was a bit flatter um and the second 50k was going to be a lot tougher a lot hillier plus the sun would have been sort of at the top of the top of the sky. It sounded really weird, but the heat would have been at its hottest. Yes. Um, so we knew we had to be really patient on the first half. And I do have a tendency of not going slowly. I just wander and then start going a bit too quick. But both myself and Ben uh, sort of kept the pace honest. Uh, some of the miles were a little bit quicker, but we just couldn't help it. It was downhill a little bit. It was flat. It was sunny. And we were all just full on adrenaline. Uh, then we got to the first checkpoint, which was amazing. We we didn't really know what to expect on the checkpoints, but as Ben said, threshold were unbelievable. Um, it was a it was a bit expensive to sign up considering your usual 10k and half marathon, but we could not fault them. The the pit stops had all the food you you could do you could need. Like you could probably do that race without taking any food with you, just taking a drink with you. It was, it was that unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, different different world. Because I think, sorry to jump in, I, I don't mean to hijack the story from you, from you lads, but, you know, I think me and Ben were chatting offline the other night and we were talking about how, you know, the experience that I had of going and watching Matt and JP at Pendle, no disrespect to, to Pendle way in a day, um, chalk and cheese, like seeing the videos of, of what Threshold did and the lengths they went to to um, to, to, to really make the the races complete and make sure you had everything you had it was it was it was like a party atmosphere wasn't it in that race village it was and and the the other thing that ben didn't mention which i know for a bit of local knowledge and probably a lot of people racing didn't know was the night before that race at goodwood race course they do this thing called free friday nights where they get a dj and they do horse racing on and that goes on till one half one in the morning with thousands of people dancing to the dj playing like they normally have greg james down there and the fact that they got all that cleared up and everything set up was just unbelievable. But yeah. the pit stops were amazing. We had all the marshals were dancing. Uh, they're helping you with anything. If you had any blisters, they sorted that out. I think one one pit stop we came to, we must have been on 
past maybe past mile 50 or approaching mile 50 and they're playing Mamma Mia and right. I just started dancing this mm. Marshall started dancing as well and I just thought you can't ask for much more they make you cups of tea they make you sandwiches and the best bit was they had this big bucket of water which we dipped our hats in that was a bit of bank and oh, very much needed that I imagine at that yeah. point I let out the biggest scream when I put that back on my head. It was so <laughs> nice, so refreshing. But like, just just to clarify on what Jack's saying about the pit stop, unbelievable. If if knowing what I know now, if I were to go back and do that race, which I'll never do, um, <laughs> saying that now, um, I would just literally take a bag with water in the back and maybe just a couple of packs of sweets in there, just as a bit of an energy source in between. But everything bananas sandwiches crisps energy bars gels um teas coffees all the drinks you could want watermelons of milk of fruits milk yeah um you, you you wouldn't actually need to carry anything around with you other than maybe just some water for in between so mm. yeah unbelievable and uh and they were all well signposted the signs whoever went and put all those arrows out is an absolute legend there were hundreds of arrows. They they said to us at the start that if you've if you've gone for more than a minute without seeing an arrow, you've gone the wrong way. Yeah. And they weren't wrong. They were maybe maybe every fifty meters, some of them even closer. So well signposted, um, K markers the whole way through. Um, it was it was just brilliant, and you and you're constantly seeing people. The route was lovely. Like Jack said, the, the, I mean, the start of it, it was nice and sunny, but it was still slightly cool. But by like nine o'clock, when we were about three miles in, it was it was boiling hot, absolutely boiling. And I'm I'm not a fan of the heat. I'd I'd much rather run in the rain, although I wouldn't rather run 100k in the rain. I'd <laughs> I'd much I'd much rather train in the rain or or do, do my do a marathon in the rain. But you could, we couldn't complain. We couldn't complain. No. It made the it made the scenery look even more spectacular. We we were going around harbors and coves and through farmers' fields and and the way the sun was just hitting it, it looked absolutely glorious. I mean, first half I remember a lot of it. Second half I was I was just wanting to kind of crawl up in a in a ball and hide somewhere. And uh, I don't really remember too much of the scenery in the second half, but. Uh, but it was brilliant. The, the girl on the hill, Jack, with the ice creams. Oh, with yeah. the, I think we were, what, about 80k in at that point? No, it was point. just after 50 miles, wasn't it? Because we just passed some other runners who were yeah, doing a 100-miler. The Centurion yeah. Way 100-miler. We'd, we'd just crossed the road and we'd gone about 200 metres up this hill, come around a bend, and there was just a girl there with a boombox just hanging out, handing out ice lollies, and we were like, wow, oh, my things God. Things you love to see, innit? Absolutely. Um, big shout out to Pete, Jack's mate. Pete, he joined us. Where did he join us? About 35, 36 miles in or yeah, something? Yeah, about that. Um, and he ran through with us for, what, about 16 miles? Yeah, all, um, all the tough bit. There was a, with the big downhill, the big uphill, but also he took us to sort of 54 miles where then mentally in the head, we knew that it was single digits miles to go, which was worked out quite well for me personally that was a, a big thing because we that was the area of unknown territory in terms of how far myself and Ben had both trained but also knowing there were single digits left it was a bit like as soon as we got to that point I was pumped up I was like we're gonna make this we're gonna we're gonna do it and, and I guess I, 
Sorry, sorry. No, I was just going to say the the only the other thing that I wanted to ask, and I think a lot of people want to know about, is um is how was the experience of running it together? Because obviously the race is amazing, but hundred kilometers is a long, long way. Gut check time the whole way round. How did you find the experience? I'm assuming the experience was so much more special because you got to do it between the two of you. Yeah, definitely. I think I think obviously we we spoke to a lot of people out on the route. There was the South Africans who we said hello to. There was these two girls who had the exact same clothes and bag. Pen I can't remember Jew. their name on Instagram. Um, Pen and Jew. Pen and And we called them the colour coordination girls. Um, we got chatting to so many other people, but obviously a lot of the time it was just me and Ben. And especially when it got dark at the end, we had a, we were running down the South Downs Way, then we turn left and we go into this forest and it was almost pitch black. You couldn't mm-hmm. see where you were going. There was trees down um, and we were just, Ben was struggling, I was struggling and we were just there for each other. And then you see the trundle, which is uh, by Goodwood Racecourse, and you see the two big pylons on it with red lights on the top. And I think at that moment it was getting quite emotional. We kept saying how proud of each other we were. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was a, obviously a daunting thing. Like me and Ben had run an 18 miler together with other people and stuff. And I was thinking, God, is Ben now? Ben's gonna spend this whole day with me. Is he gonna realise that I can actually be very annoying? But we had the <laughs> best day. I think the only time Ben thought I was annoying was I had one kiss by Dua Lipa and Calvin Harris stuck in my head the whole way round and oh. I could not stop singing it but it's what got us through we had the um we had these little quirks so where we were when we were walking and we were like come on we've got to run now we would power walk and Ben would say right let's power walk for 10 seconds then he'd count down out loud and when it got to zero we would run um and then every so after we had finished our little run segment and went for another walk or once we got up a hill, I'd just put out my fist and go, right, fist bump of love. And it's those little things that I think really helped me get through the day. And what are your key takeaway messages then, Ben, if I come to you? Like what, what if anyone is thinking about doing this, and I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that flirt with the idea of uh, of getting involved in the old uh, uh, in, in the old ultra running. What what was the takeaway message? What was like the big thing that you took away from, from this experience? um oh christ how painful it was um how proud i was um how i i don't know it's 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 incredible to think that you've covered that much distance and that it, yeah like jack said we'd only trained for a certain distance and we'd never run before but we we made a good connection me and jack on saturday and 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 with other runners and and just the the friendliness of the whole event and everything and um sense of achievement that's the biggest thing i I never thought i'd be able to sit here and say yeah i've covered 60 odd miles in a day um i think i think anybody anybody can do it but you've got to kind of build into it but the main thing is you've just got to believe in yourself there were so many times when i was in just my legs were just in that much pain going downhill was harder than going uphill there were times when we were jogging uphill but we were walking down the hills because my legs were in so much pain and it got to about 90k and I was like I don't know if my legs can do this but I just kept telling myself you're nearly there you're nearly there you're nearly there yeah and uh, yeah I just I found a whole lot of grit and determination in myself and and 
and like Jack said, these little things, and he he could sing one kiss to me every. I, I won't mind if he recorded it and made it my alarm tone in the morning these days. <laughs> I would listen to that every single day, and it was amazing. I loved every single mile that we covered together, Jack, and uh, you were an absolute legend on the day, and you, you helped me so much through that second half, so so much, and uh, yeah, you 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 and Beth were absolute superstars putting up with me and M for the weekend, putting us up and putting up with. Um, you made us feel very welcome. Glenn, your dad, what an absolute hero coming out. Every single checkpoint, start and finish. Um, Neil, Neil Pacey on Sunday, what a legend. He he put us up for the afternoon barbecue, hot tub. I was, I was just knackered and I had to have a nap on the sofa. So I was the unsociable git. Understandably um, so, though, mate. Yeah, well, no, Jack were full of beans doing hula hoops and dancing and stuff. And uh, um, yeah, but that was that was brilliant. Um, and just every everybody else that was there supporting us and finding out it just it just created a bond between people. That's one thing that I've felt come out of this more than anything. I'd I'd never met Glenn before. I had met Neil before. I'd met Debs before. I'd never met your mum before, Jack. But just uh, we'd met Spicy before. But just just over the whole weekend, we've created what I feel is a really good bond, and and you feel it almost feels like you're you're part of my family now, and we've mm-hmm. created a little family from it. Because yeah, we me me and I were driving back, and we were saying how welcome we were and how much we loved it, and uh, we'd love to go back and uh, spend a weekend down there with you all again. Um, Amazing. And, oh, and, 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 and I'd echo that as well, just to jump in, not to hijack the story that I was no part of. I just feel like I've got absolute FOMO because I wasn't there. Mm. But when we went to Bogner, it was the exact same thing. They, they, they're just the best bunch down there, aren't they? Um, Jack, what about you then? What's your takeaway message? What, what was your takeaway kind of thing from the whole experience? Um, I don't. I just feel I keep looking back at it. I'm looking back at videos and stuff and I just feel a whole sense of warmth. Obviously, myself and Beth, got this house a year ago and hosting people was very nerve-wracking but it just the whole weekend filled me with pride I've made friends for life what I had friends for life anyway but I feel like this weekend proper cemented it It, Beth was saying she jumped in the car with Emma they had never I think they'd met each other briefly before or something or I'd never met each other but they were saying it was as if they'd been friends for years they were driving around they were driving up this road that was all bumpy and stuff and Beth was the rally driver and Emma was the co-driver and obviously myself and Ben went for an awful lot on Saturday and I would say if you are thinking of doing an ultra or 100k find yourself someone who's going to stick by you Mm. the whole way someone who's going to lift you up when it gets tough the the end of the first 50k my knee was really really bad and I didn't know whether I was going to carry on past the 50k mark but we we got going and I think that kept me going the whole way I used to do 10k runs or I'd do a half marathon race and I'd pull out just because my head wasn't in it and Saturday I went and ran 100k and I think that's all down to Ben being by my side the whole way yeah and a little bit of redemption probably Jackie as well because I know that you were very disappointed even though you did so well at Pendle Way in a day Mm. back in uh, back in February I think you needed that one didn't you yeah and that's the thing that yeah, I, I mean, I only had one point on Saturday where I thought I'm going to have to pull out. And that was before the end of the first 50K when my knee was really sore. And all I kept thinking about was remember how upset you were about Pendle Way and stuff like that. And I think 
the grit and de- t- determination to prove to myself no not prove to anyone but just to prove to myself that I can yeah. do what I set my mind out to do and um yeah that I could, like Ben said there's a video of us hugging each other when we cross the finish line and I think it's my favorite video if I could get a video on my wall like a picture frame it would be that video because it was just we were way too tired to cry we were so broken but we gave each other a massive hug at the end and then Ben sat on a chair and I sat on a chair and we just sort of collected our thoughts so I was just Beth was going to a shop to get a t-shirt and stuff and I was just there getting changed and then we sort of came back together to eat and I just kept looking at Ben thinking wow we've just ran 100k nailed it absolutely nailed it listen listen lads yeah absolutely incredible absolutely incredible just could I just give a big shout out to Emma and Beth as well because they were they were absolute stars all through the day they when I say we packed our kit out and everything we gave them bags and we said right we want this at these checkpoints and this this here and there and they were there every single time they were doing everything we wanted them to do I know I was a grumpy git in the second half and I probably gave them a bit of stick and I've apologized for that and treacherous to, to some only running gear and stuff and uh, <laughs> yeah tried to weasel my way back into a good box but uh, <laughs> I was definitely not in the best place on Saturday afternoon and evening so but uh, but yeah massive shout out to Emma and Beth for putting up mm-hmm. with us and uh, looking after us especially and yeah idea I couldn't have asked for a better uh, a better person to be there to help me through through that getting up and into bed and and getting all my sweaty clothes off and 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 looking after me and yeah so we didn't even take any of the food from the bags that they carried but they carried it to every stop even though we never Mm. touched it so just even just they didn't even talk much they just gave us a hug and let us know that they were proud of us and that we could carry on and and get it done and that's I think that's that meant a lot to us yeah the power the power of a good support crew eh? Mm. The bags got heavier because every time we were at a checkpoint, I was like, right, grab a load of free stuff and just give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've at the very least, I'm coming back in profit. My my gel box is, is completely refilled after that. <laughs> my cupboard's full of breakfast bars and everything like that. I got my yeah, lunchbox I'm... sorted for the next couple of months. Very good. Very I've got more than I talk. There you go. you got to get your money's worth. So in summary, guys, uh, amazing experience, incredible accomplishment. We are very, very proud of both of you. Um, Threshold series, get one done if you can. Amazing events. Um, Try and get one done with a buddy because it seems like it's an incredible experience and a different experience to doing it solo as well. We know JP Mm -hmm. and Matt had the same kind of uh, bond and experience on the back of it. Get yourselves a good support crew and make sure you treat them right afterwards because it's a hard old job as well. Um, And in summary, get an ultra done because it's an experience that's one to tick off the bucket list. Now, the the thing that I want to mention is that the, the one probably black spot on the whole experience that was otherwise incredible was that you didn't get to do part run ben did you oh, shut up rob don't go there <laughs> it was uh, a segue oh, it's a segue i'm doing oh, it for the show i'm not even going to listen to this part of the show right. <laughs> oh, oh bloody weekend glenn and neil and em and they were just mentioning park run and pictures and yeah just trying to wind me up and uh giving you yeah. grief uh, well, uh, well, for the rest of us, apart from Ben, we're going to find out now what the support crew did uh, on their uh, on their journeys in between checkpoints because they got out and uh, and Emma is flying solo this week on our part run tourism chat. So uh, begrudgingly, Ben, should we get over and have a chat with them? 
Yeah, go on. I might pop my head in at some point. <laughs> I've got a feeling you might. Uh, Jack, Ben, love you both, superstars. Uh, well done. Dead proud of you. Jack, Jack mm, thank what you. does it? What does it take, Jack? One kiss is all it takes. Oh my God! Right. I don't don't think I can last a hundred meters with him if I'm honest. So fair play, (laughs) Ben. Let's do this. Matt's gonna be fuming. And for possibly the first time ever, I'm not saying hello to Ben and Emma. I'm just saying hello to Emma. Emma, how we doing? I'm good, thanks. It feels really weird though without Ben. It's really strange. I mean, I mean, he's in the background, isn't he? We've literally just been speaking to him. He's, he's lurking, yeah, he's lurking. <laughs> he's lurking, lurking, hobbling around in the background um, after his feats this weekend, which we've already spoken about. He's had his chance to shine, his moment in the sun. Uh, but we've still got some part-run tourism to talk about. He, of course, couldn't do it. He was busy running an absolutely obscene amount of miles. And you were down in the south supporting him. However, that didn't mean that you weren't able to sneak away to squeeze in a park run this week. So why don't you tell us about where you were and what you got up to and, and who you were with? Because there was a little bit of a gang, wasn't there? Yeah, so um, as much as Ben tried to phone in a bomb scare and stop the park run, <laughs> um, we managed to sneak off. Well, not even sneak off. Uh, Neil has been winding Ben up about it all weekend. Yeah. So me, Neil, uh, Neil Pacey, uh, Glenn Penfold and... Jack's long-suffering partner Beth. Oh, poor Beth. Um, Beth, we love Beth. She's been such a superstar this weekend. Uh, so we went to Havant Park Run uh, yes. at Staunton Country Park. Mm-hmm. Um, we met Simon Minty there as well. Love Simon. Um, he was down there supporting some friends doing Race to the King. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we were mega early because we were completely confused about timings all day. Uh, we got got sat down on a picnic bench waiting for Pyron to start and got chatting to one of the volunteers who told me that I, uh, she said, where are you from? I said, oh, from Barnsley, South York. She went, thought you had a funny accent. Oh. <laughs> how, like, how, how to lose friends and alienate people. The friendly down south, aren't they? <laughs> you told yeah, but me. no. No, no, lovely. Um, so this was the same lady who did the first time as briefing um explained that it's it's all off-road this course so mm-hmm. you've got one small loop two big loops and um, you go down a quite a steep hill to start and then it's fairly flat trail but it's we're talking ankle turning rocky trail right. um so in the first time as briefing she was saying that she had decked it a couple of weeks ago and cut her face open okay. so she was very so she's telling us all this and we're all like oh god i've got road shoes on am i am yeah. i gonna survive this but yeah it was fine and imagine if it was wet you'd be in trouble but yeah and then so yeah two big loops with a lovely hill lovely hill back up to the start with a photographer on it i mean Picked did the, did, did you feel in some way bad being a little bit unhappy and wanting to have a moan about the hill, knowing what Ben and Jack were doing whilst you were doing this 5K park run? Oh, every time I've mentioned this hill, Ben's like, but I've done 100K. I'm like, yes, I know, but I am allowed to talk about my morning yeah. and my one, my one hill that Your I ran one up hill. twice. Hill singular. <laughs> um, how, how, how was the course otherwise then, apart from the hill? It's beautiful. It's yep. absolutely beautiful park. So the start, it's it, just tree lined, so you can't see a lot. But once you go after the first little loop um, and you pop up over the hill, it just opens up 
fields and trees. It's just, yeah, it's a lovely course. Um, Jack picked it out for us did begrudgingly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, he did well there. Good. Good. And um, and very importantly, and we'll get actually we'll get to the very, very importantly in a minute. Equally importantly, any good and uh, any good moments in the run, any 5K challenges achieved or anything that happened that that, that needs shouting out? Well, we had a great start where we were lining up at the start and Neil turned to Glenn and went, have I got time to go to the toilet? Because the toilet's right next to the start. And Glenn, <laughs> Glenn went, yeah, yeah. So Neil went in the toilet and I looked at my watch and thought, it's nine o'clock. So then, of course, as soon as Neil went, the run director said, three, two, one, go. Brilliant. Of Neil. So I ran the first loop and then at some point Neil popped up on my shoulder and I'm thinking, has he ran that first loop or has he just started straight right. out of the toilet? Yeah. He, he claims that he has run it, but we'll I'm never not know. So sure. We'll have to check his Strava. I've got I've got a brilliant uh, men. Well, I don't know if it's brilliant or not, but a mental image of Neil Pacey pulling his kecks up, coming out the toilet, trying to catch up with everybody, trying to just sneak into the crowd as if he was always there. I was I was here the whole time. We're on to your Pacey. Uh, can I ask you a very very important question, Emma? Yeah. How conflicted were you getting a purple sign photo without Ben? Um, I knew it was going to be terrible and he wasn't going to be happy about it. So <laughs> what, whatever we did, he wasn't going to like it. So I, I didn't stress too much about it. I, was like, I knew as long as I got one, yeah, he was going to tell me it was terrible. I think, it's, I think in some ways it's better if it is terrible because that it just... It was terrible because that, the, first, the first picture's all right. The second picture, because then Simon had turned up. So like, oh, we need to get a picture with Simon in it. And the woman who's taking it, at first she went for a landscape, and Glenn knows the drill. Oh, rookie mistake. No, no, pot, no portrait. <laughs> um, so then she's trying to take a picture. She's going, you need to squeeze in. And if you look at my picture on Instagram, we're all, like, squished in together, thinking, oh, she can't get us in the picture. And then when you look at the picture, one, it's wonky, and two, there's masses of space. <laughs> just, Ben's just obviously there, you know, his spirit screaming. I rung her and told her. I rung her and told her to take a crap picture because I'm not there. Oh, hello, Ben. Fancy seeing you here. <laughs> I'm listening here. I'm listening. I, I, I can imagine. And, and to be fair, I think it's probably a good thing you did get a crap picture because that just adds to Ben's kind of narrative that he needs to be there to set the scene and to sufficiently educate the photographer in terms of what is required. And without him, it, it all fell apart. Well, Simon was saying we could we could Photoshop Ben into it. I'm like, I think that would make it worse. Like, he, <laughs> wants, he wants to do the park run. It's not just like... Yeah. I don't, I don't do it just for the purple sign. I like to check out the new parks. And, yeah, they were winding me up all day and I was I was furious. But, but I, I had bigger fish to fry. And uh, haven't park run will still be there and... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go back down and I'll I'll take it on at some point and make him have to do it again. So uh, that's fine. That's fine. Find, and more importantly, find that woman to take a better picture of a purple sign. Um, uh, yeah. At least I won't win part and not tell her that it was a crap photo. I, I, d- I didn't. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't get stressed about these things. I didn't look at it. It wasn't my phone. So I was just like, we've got a picture. We're move on. Right. Move on. Let's move we on with our lives. Dash off. So yeah. <laughs> Um, and dash off you did, of course, and spent a wonderful day. We've already talked uh, to Ben all about his experiences of uh, of the weekend down south. Uh, just a quick one from you, Emma. From a cheer crew perspective, how was it? Good time? It's absolutely brilliant. I mean, the Threshold Series put on such an amazing event. 
um like the start and finish area was just like a little festival so that was brilliant and yeah i pretty much got chauffeured around all weekend by beth and glenn they were absolutely amazing getting us from point to point to see the guys mm. so and then we had a barbecue at neil's on sunday which was amazing just pampered all weekend so yeah great stuff pretty good for me what a win all that in the sunshine and you did have to run up that hill though didn't you and that's, yeah, that's I mean, tough so you you yeah. deserved it i think em you deserved it <laughs> yeah i earned it doing my 5k mm, absolutely <laughs> absolutely wonderful great story but i imagine very much looking forward uh, to getting back to running together next weekend yeah, it'll be lovely. We've, uh, yeah, that's that was something else I was going to tell you actually. So it's my 150th part run next Saturday. Whoop, whoop. And for my birthday, Ben planned a surprise. So he's booked us a trip next weekend, which he was going to, he booked it as a birthday present and he planned to have a nice way to tell me about the surprise maybe about a week before so I could mm-hmm. think about what clothes I wanted to take and stuff. So just before the Jubilee, we popped in to see his granddad and drop off some shopping. And yep. The first thing Ben said to his granddad is, don't tell Emma where we're going. She doesn't know yet. So granddad got a bit giddy. We're chatting away and Ben popped in the other room. And Ben's granddad went, so when is it you go to pa? <laughs> and then stopped. Now, if Ben had been thinking quickly, he could have just gone park run. Park run but yeah, actually, I immediately knew that what he was saying was, we're going to Paris. But, but you're going to Paris, most excited. To Paris. I mean, I was just like, I wanted to jump up and down and get excited. But I thought, if Ben hasn't heard, I'll just not say anything. Mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just bite my tongue. And then we went and got in the car. And Ben was just really mad. He's like, I'm going to murder Grandad. <laughs> Bless him. So, so yeah, Saturday, Saturday is going to be a a, a, Par- a Parisian park run, Le Park run. Very hot one. They're having a bit of a heat wave next weekend. It says it's going to be 30 odd degrees. Mm. But yeah, be amazing. Very excited. No, that is amazing. Taking it international. And I'm very excited to hear about how it was uh, when we catch up next. Uh, is Ben still lurking in the background? He's here, yeah. Ben, ben, come on. Yeah. Come on in, come on in, gather round, gather round. Yes. Um, because I think it's, t- I, I want to get both of you in because it's time for us to uh, introduce our main event. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, this is a question to both of you, but Ben, particularly, seems like you've just tackled the ultra marathon, the 100k ultra marathon distance. Maybe a triathlon in your future? Not a chance. No. What, is it, that, what is it that puts you off? Is it the bike or the swim? The swim. I the just swim. drown. I can I can cycle no problem run fine but you stick me you stick me in a pool and uh, I'll I'll do you a couple of lengths and then that's it I'm bored yeah. and I just can't be bothered and yeah. yeah no not for me interesting Em have you ever thought about a try no I mean I'm not great at running so I think <laughs> adding in two extra sports that I'm going to be absolutely rubbish at I, I don't think I want to do that yeah. Modern, modern pentathlon maybe do the shooting um 
<laughs> well, I'll tell you someone who is good at triathlon, and it always is good to have a triathlete on. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the uh, the bonkers world, frankly, particularly the old open water swimming. But Kelsey Johnson's our guest this week, guys, uh, part of the uh, the Brooks Run Happy team, of course. We introduced her at the start. Um, we're going to talk about her journey. We're going to talk about uh, what she's got in plan why she likes triathlon when it is such a tough nut to crack sometimes. It's going to be a great one. Really good chat with a really good person. You guys ready to go over and have a talk to her? Yeah, ready. Let's do this. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, to get what He's not here, you know, you know. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sorry, Matt. Not sorry, Matt. Now then, you lot, one of my favourite things about doing this podcast is coming across new people and learning about new stories. Now, I only came across today's guest fairly recently. She ran a storming 10K with a good friend of the show and previous guest, R. Bethan Varney. She's a fellow Brooks Team Happy member and not content with just pounding the pavement as a runner. She's also a triathlete, something I know so many people dabble with the idea of, but never really know exactly what it takes to commit to taking one on. We're going to talk all about that, along with her journey into running, the ups, the downs, the motivators, and of course, the big plans that she has for the future. Please join me in welcoming the excellent Kelsey Johnson to the show. Kelsey, how are we doing today? I'm good, thank you. How about yourself? Yes, very well, thank you. Have you been out for a run or a bike ride or anything today? Has there been something on plan or has it been a rest day? I have done a swim. Mm-hmm. And I did a run this morning, actually. Yeah, busy day. <laughs> God, you're making me feel very guilty with my rest day. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, I'm super excited to talk to you. Not just because of um, the, the common ties that we have, the common pals that we have um, yeah. through the old the old running community, but also because as a triathlete, we spoke to a couple of, we had Rachel Rutherford on a couple of series ago who's into her triathlons as well. But um, it's something I'm super curious about and I do want to know more about. Um, and I'm very, very excited to find out about your journey. So thank you so much for joining me. Um, shall we just get straight into it? Sounds great. Brilliant. So um, let's let's talk about it. So we, we talked a little bit in the preamble about how um, there wasn't particularly one discipline within the, the three that needed the triathlon that, that preceded another. They kind of all came at the same time. Why don't you tell me how you first got into, into doing what you do now? How did it come about? Yeah, so I, for all of my life, have only known um, netball. So I actually used to be a netball player. I played all the way through university. I was a captain um, when I was on my undergrad at Liverpool, John Moores. Um, I played when I moved to my master's at Loughborough as well. I then moved to Leeds to do a PhD and there was a club that I really wanted to play for. Um, unfortunately, because the academic year falls slightly differently, I guess, to for a PhD to a like undergraduate or master's course, I've missed the trials for this club because they were uh, end of August, start of September, and I didn't start till October. Okay. Um, so I kind of just like threw my toys out the pram and was like, if I can't play, if I can't trial and play for this club, I don't want to do netball for the year. So in Leeds, um, it's massive for triathlon. And I thought, do you know what? I'll do something different for the year. I'll do something for cha- charity. So it was like the anniversary of my dad passing away. Um, and I wanted to raise some money for British Heart Foundation. And I was like, do you know what? Let's do something totally abstract. Let's let's give this triathlon thing a go. Um, and then it kind of just spiralled. And I never actually went back to netball. And I think three, four years on, I'm still in triathlon. Is kind of the, the, the 
long slash shorthand story of how the, I'm I'm where I am now. The, the abridged version. Now <laughs> let's 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 get back to the start. Let's unpick that abridged version then, because <laughs> I want to know. I mean, obviously you're an athlete. You don't get to where you've got to from a netball perspective without being an athlete. But even so, a triathlon is not exactly a casual discipline. It's not a dip your toe in the water, figuratively and literally, of course, um, <laughs> kind of discipline. Um, how does one go about like getting started? What what did you do? How did you even sort of face into, right, this is how I learned to become a triathlete? Uh, I don't know if I've got that cracked quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um... I think I, well, I had a friend within my office at uni um, that was also doing a PhD. She was doing a half Ironman. And then one of my closest friends as well, she was, I think she maybe done a couple of triathlons at this point. Um, so I think it was a lot of speaking to them, really. Um, Leeds has Leeds Triathlon, which is a massive triathlon in, I guess, the triathlon world. It's known because you can go and watch the pros race after youth race. Mm-hmm. It's a great day. Um, so I guess that's how I got into it and it was a case of I borrowed a friend's bike and the gears didn't work um, I think I rented a wetsuit to begin with and I used some three-year-old Nike definitely not made for running shoes for the mm-hmm. first one um, and just yes yeah, slowly made some changes and upgraded along the way I guess. Yeah did, did you find then that you were when, when it came to that first event that you did, were you, do you think maybe you were throwing yourself in a little bit blind and kind of learning as you went? What was what was the experience like the first time, sort of, I guess, getting in the water for the first time? Yeah, the water was definitely the one I really struggle with and probably still do struggle with, if I'm honest, at the moment. Um, I managed to do the 750 metres in the pool and I thought, great, I can get in the open water and do that and be fine. Um, it wasn't fine. I had uh, this is just before I did the race. I think it was the week or the week before I had a horrible panic attack, thought I was going to drown. Um, generally didn't know whether I was going to make it to the end of the race. Um, I practiced all front crawl at the time. And then I ended up just doing breaststroke around the race course because I just didn't feel comfortable in the swim. Um and yeah, I did. I didn't enjoy that part. I enjoyed getting out of the swim. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't enjoy the swim so much. And then the bike and the run were fine. Um, and I think, I guess, because it was a, something I hadn't done a good job of, it kind of spurred me on to keep going and keep learning. And with triathlon, it's like there's always something to work on. So it's nice to have the split between the three. And one minute I might be focusing on bike strength and getting stronger on the bike. The next might be, okay, this block is specifically for running and this block might be a bit, a tiny bit of everything and I'm just trying to spin some plates. So yeah, the first one was um, great after the swim. Um, Not doing a great swim though, I think kind of spurred me to keep going more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. A motivation for, for the next. We always talk about those early events, even when we're talking to just runners, about how um, how they, those formative events do tend to shape you and they, they tell you where you need to work, don't they? Yeah, definitely. Um, so how, how does it progress then? Talk to you about some of the events that you that you took on, some of the things you achieved in, in, in those first those first year, that first year or so after you uh, became a triathlete, <laughs> if you want to call it that. So I was a bit crazy and I made, well, not too crazy, but I made a jump from a sprint distance. So that's a 750 swim, 
a 20 kilometer bike and it should be a 5k run but leads do a 7.5k run um they don't anymore but they did the year that i did it um to a 70.3 distance i'd not run a half marathon at this point i'd never cycled more than the 20 kilometers on the bike and the half ironman's 90 kilometers and it was a 1900 meter swim compared to the 750 meter swim i had a good year um of training to kind of get to that and i also managed to drag another friend along with me to do the same race so we did do some of our training together admittedly she was a really good runner um so she didn't run with me but we did a lot of swimming and biking together which was really nice to be honest and um so that was the year after at staffordshire 70.3 um and i love the 70.3 distance i've still not quite mastered it yet so we'll keep going until one falls into place um and yes I, i've still i've done lots a couple of sprints a couple of 70.3s um uh, this year i'm actually going to take on a standard distance as well so yeah trying to dip my toe in a different distance this year yeah absolutely I, and i guess that's the thing with someone who may be a little bit naive to the world of of, of triathlon you might think that it, it is just one type of race but similarly to, to running as a discipline or, or or cycling even there is a whole host of different things that you can do within the sport isn't there yeah definitely brill um and so we talked a little bit about um initial motivation for getting into um uh, the sport for getting into triathlon um you know netball not being available to you at the yeah. time now one thing that we talked about a little bit in the preamble, and I know that you're very, very passionate about, is um, is talking about the importance of representation in sport. Um, that plays a big role in in your kind of your goal, your um, your purpose, what you're trying to deliver as well, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. I feel like my first race, I kind of got to the start line and I looked around and there was just nobody like me, and even like looking at the spectators it like my the only people that were not of typical of your I guess typical triathlon demographic that was stood in the crowd were my family yeah. um it was a weird experience I do I did feel like as well sometimes when I went to races like the triathlon community is great but I think sometimes I feel like people must look at me and think does she know what she's signed up for? She's, she's doing a triathlon. Um, still feel a little bit out of place sometimes. But yeah, I think getting to that start line and not really seeing anyone like me, not just a female, but black female. Well, there were females, obviously, but a black yeah. female in particular and just black or people of colour in general um, kind of, I guess, spurred me on to maybe be a bit more louder on social media when I can and also just keep going with the sport. I feel like if you see someone like you doing something, you're more likely to do it. So without those kind of people that show you actually you can do it and this stereotype that maybe black people can't swim or they're terrible swimmers, even though swimming's not my strength, um, is, is important to me um i guess which is why i did start trying to become a bit of a voice on social media too yeah and and and, and a very worthy and and, and co a good cause to champion as well uh t talk to me about social media then so talk to me about the role that's played not just in um in in your drive to 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 showcase and and speak about representation the importance of it but in in your in your triathlon your running your cycling your your swimming journey in general i absolutely love the i guess community that is 
in uh, I mean I am primarily on Instagram mm-hmm. I love the community that is Instagram I have made so many friends which I never would have ever met or maybe I crossed paths within a race but never ever known or spoken to um so for example George um I think you had George and Ian on at one point yes. me and George are really really good friends um, she actually surprised me last weekend and came to watch me race on Sunday um so I just feel like whenever you say anything or post anything you're kind of showing what you're going through and there's always someone that's like oh yeah like I've experienced that too like I think I had the worst pool uh, lane rage the other week and it really put me in a bad mood I think I put it on my stories and then so many people replied and I was like okay I feel a bit better that I'm not being irrational that I'm being like mad at such a like I guess first world problem um and I love the fact that sometimes people you'll do something you may be a little bit vulnerable and you then someone will message you and say how you've also helped them so sometimes being vulnerable and sharing what you've gone through in your experiences helps others and I kind of love that aspect and love hearing when maybe I've made a little bit of an impact or helped somebody's day or race a little bit um is I guess the social media and then just celebrating what people are capable of and sharing other people's stories and championing friends I've got a couple of really good friends that are very good triathletes and it's nice to be able to kind of showcase what they can do for your channel and vice versa and I'm all about like trying to support other people and uplifting other females in triathlon not just people of color just anybody that loves the sport no not a wonderful message and 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 and, and I guess what you talk about being able to to build others up and showcase others as well um is, is represented in part by the fact that you've got involved with Brooks as well how did that come about yeah so I again it was um one of the Brooks current well one of the previous she's still with Brooks but she was with Brooks and I wasn't at the time we were really really good friends we've met through social media through Instagram called Katie um and I think they all nominated people that had inspired them or that they thought were a good voice on Instagram um, and Brooks reached out to me and asked me to join the team um, I was the kind of person where I wore the same trainer for everything speed runs long runs yeah. races I, I was that person and I would probably use them for way longer than I should have until like a hole came in them and mm-hmm. then I really had to buy a new pair um but whilst obviously it's great I've learned so much about the importance of different shoes and rotating your shoes and stuff like that being part of just the team in general it is like just a family the again it's the support that you get from them everyone's asking you we have our little whatsapp group how you've gotten in races um sharing great deals if we ever see anything running related um and it really is yeah just one big happy family where you literally do it sounds so cringe but we run and it's something that makes us all happy and we share that spirit yeah and and I think that message prime uh, the, the key thing about that message is that's what comes across um when you are sharing the stories on social media and the posts on social media I think it's true of Brooks and I always say it as well about the ASICS guys that it, it feels like, yes, of course, it's a marketing campaign. And yes, of course, Brooks have got um, a financial stake in it that they want to get their product into more 
sort of eyes into more eye lines. But that from the thing I always love about chatting to you guys, as well as the assets guys, is that with those two companies, it feels secondary, whereas the primary always feels like it's about building community, sharing stories and encouraging each other. Yeah, definitely does feel like that to us too. Yeah, brilliant. Um, now, I, I want to just uh, kind of narrow down a little bit. I know you're a triathlete, um, fundamentally, first and foremost, but we we love our running on this podcast. Yeah. That is our bread and butter. And you are you, you, you do dip your toe in the running only events. Talk, talk to us about some of the things that you've achieved um, on the road, some, some of the, uh, the, the good moments that you've had um, uh, in running. Yeah, I guess I... Did so my way of running and I do love running, but I was I someone said to me, you should do round hay park run because that's mm-hmm. the, uh, that's a hilly park run. I can't remember if you actually ran round it in that race. You do now, but I can't remember. But anyway, somebody said, oh, you should try park run. And I was like, oh, what's that? Um. Anyway, I did my first park run. I think the first park run, round hay is quite hilly, but I think it was like 37, 38 minutes, nothing special. Um, and I really enjoyed it to the point where I did go for a phase where I was addicted to park run. I would make sure even if I was going out on a Friday night that I got up and I went to park run. I remember I was going for brunch with my sister and I made us be late to brunch so that I could do parkrun it was a little bit over the top and I'm glad that I'm probably not so addicted to parkrun but I absolutely love that I would still say my favorite race is probably my first half marathon I ever did so I did Manchester half mm-hmm. wasn't anything impressive two hours and 10 minutes I think I did it in something like that um and I guess when you do your first race there's not that pressure on pbs and times and i think it's probably the race where i was like most in it enjoyed it the most soaked up the atmosphere and the accomplishment i felt i hated running but mm. i ran a whole half marathon and i actually enjoyed would go as far as saying i enjoyed it to me is probably still my favorite race that i've ever done um i try and go back to manchester every year so i've done it three times now um, and it's nice to see the progress on the same course as well. Yeah. What was the what was the year you did it first? The first year you did it? Um, it was pre-COVID. So I think I did 2018, 2019. Then we had COVID. And then and we then just I- and we've just we we had the one yeah. that was with the man. I was at 2018 as well. And I tell you what, for you to say that it was a great race and you loved it, the weather was grim that day it was everything stereotypical yes. about manchester i remember um, that actually <laughs> K- K- i remember coming it to the end of it looking like a drowned rat yeah. um uh but but no it is it is it's a good fun one manchester and the support's always pretty special there as well isn't it and it's nice and flat my kind of course yeah well, <laughs> wonderful you did you did allude to lockdown now obviously the triathlon was would have been going from strength to strength you've talked about how you'd up the distances how you try the different disciplines um uh did did lockdown curtail uh, that in a way did, did did you find that it stunted your progression um so i think to begin with yes so it was really difficult so i actually trained for manchester marathon uh, okay so I've never done a marathon. I still haven't actually done one, but I trained for Manchester Marathon 
I actually did that final 20 mile run on the Friday. I still remember it. I did the final 20 mile run on the Friday. I walked through the door of my house and it wasn't a great run. I really didn't have a good time. I walked through the door of my house and the email came through to say it had been cancelled. And I was like, that's it. I'm I'm not destined to do a marathon. That's a sign. Um, And then obviously all my triathlon races were getting cancelled left, right and centre. So I feel like there was maybe a week um, where I just didn't do anything, which was really like me. I didn't train. Um, I just did all the Zoom calls that we were doing uh, with our virtual, with friends and family. And just, I had a big break from it. I do think I actually caught COVID, although I ne- I'll never actually know because I was quite ill and I have asthma. And okay. my asthma kind of wreaked havoc for a while. So I think I had a week of like no motivation. And then I had a good few weeks where I didn't do very much just because the fatigue that it left me with was horrible. But then after I kind of got back into it, I actually got a coach. Um, and yeah, that kind of made me, I guess, I don't want to say more serious because I still want to class myself as a serious triathlete. But that gave me a bit of a drive and I, lo- I love structure and that gave me some structure. And since then, I've just being in lockdown I think it kick-started the structure that I wanted and then when we went back to normal I wanted to keep like the training up that I was doing if that makes sense it it does yeah did you find that you were I don't want to say a different athlete because that's a little bit extreme but did you find that when you did that first triathlon that first run whatever it was that first race after lockdown compared to the last one you did kind of pre-lockdown, did you find that your mindset had shifted at all in terms of what you were trying to achieve, how you were approaching things, the way you were going about it, or was it just more of the same? No, definitely. I think I I became a lot more, I guess, time-focused, and I still now make sure I have races where I don't care about the time. Like, I'll purposely mm. enter, like, something hilly or something traily just so... I can do those races where I can soak up the atmosphere and actually enjoy it. But yeah, I definitely feel like I went from a, a guest completer to trying to beat my own uh, time. So competer, but competer against myself. I'm comparison against myself and not anyone else. Yeah. And how did you find that first, that first post lockdown race? Um, I'm trying to think what it was actually. I think I felt quite a bit of pressure because mm-hmm. I'd obviously got a coach and I'd done a lot of training and you know when you feel like lots of people are watching you so that you're almost expected to do better yeah. um but I've kind I'm getting better at it I've kind of learned now like you've done the work whatever happens on the day like triathlon and it's like I guess it's like the marathon it can really chew you up and spit you back out um whatever happens on the day just enter another one and go again if it doesn't go your way is kind of my motto now. Yeah, for real. Uh, I've got a question. And it's a really important question. If there's anybody listening to this show, I think I asked Rachel the same the same thing when we had her on. If there's anybody listening that is a runner, uh, which will be the predominant uh, uh, listener base that we've got, that is listening to you and thinking, oh, God, you know what? I, I, I've, I've liked the idea of triathlon. I've learned a bit more about it what what are, what's the best advice what are the first things that people need to do to start thinking about expanding those disciplines out onto the bike and into the pool um just do it no the swim definitely find a club that's got a coach because swim is so technical you could be really fit 
it, you could be really swim fit but if you've got a poor, poor technique then you're just inefficient swimming's all about efficiency so that's the one thing I wish I'd done from the start is maybe joined a club with a coach and really mm-hmm. got my technique dialed in at the start instead of having to like correct stuff later on yeah um the bike again like join a club you the bike rides go so much quicker you get to stop for cake and coffee on most social club rides um don't be afraid to like ask people for help borrow what what you need you don't need a fancy bike you don't you don't need all the gear that everyone says you need especially for your first one borrow it see if you enjoy the sport because triathlon can be really expensive um and then just make small upgrades along the way if you do stay in the sport I think is my biggest advice don't go out and try and buy the best of everything because it will cost you a lot of money yeah well yeah absolutely I think it's, it's bad in, it's bad enough when you're just doing one of the three I think pile yeah. together. um it's definitely not cheap particularly when you're dipping your toes in now um now Kelsey we know from the, the last 25 minutes we've been talking that you've got big plans in the future where you know the targets you've got in triathlon um the 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 social media drive uh you know the shining a light from a representation perspective all those good things but tell me what else is in plan for you what's what's the next big thing what's the What's the next next big conquest that you're after? Oh, that's a tricky one. I don't know. Um, this year I've got a couple of... I'm taking on a standard distance, which is actually this week. Um, I'm racing abroad for the first time. So doing Finland 70.3 this year. Okay. I think next year, maybe um, lots of people are going to hold me to this if, when I say it because I advocate them. They're going to do it. Maybe next year I'll take on a marathon. Mm-hmm. um I would like to do one at some point I just know that I want to do it when I feel like I'm fit and, and a, I guess a good what I consider a good pace at half marathon first yeah um so yeah and one day hopefully I'll feel confident enough to do like an Ironman but I still think I'm a long long way good few years away from that so maybe the marathon next year we'll see yeah, nothing wrong with having long-term plans. Yeah. Um, and uh, and in terms of before I before we wrap up before we finish, is there anyone that you want to shout out? Anyone you want to mention? Anyone you want to say hello to before I let you go? Um, no, just thank you, obviously, to Brooks. Um, mm-hmm. Science and Sport. I work as a nutritionist and I advocate those products in work, so it was nice that I'm now supported by them. And then DHB Sport as well. Very lucky to be supported by three great brands that all bring um, and help uh, me in my journey. So I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, brilliant. And if people want to give you a follow, if people want to, if people aren't following your journey already, where, where can they get you on Instagram? Um, yeah, it's at Kelsey K E L S I E Olivia ninety four wonderful and we'll share all that on the socials of course this week uh thank you so i can't believe we've been talking for nearly half an hour it's absolutely (laughs) absolutely flown by thank you so much for sharing your story with me Uh, excited for everyone to hear it excited to hear of any of this lot listening decide yeah i'm going to get on a bike and i'm going to jump in the sea and do a triathlon uh would love to hear um who's been inspired by the chat i wish you the absolute best of luck um, with the plans that you've got um, as you continue to push forward. And also, let's not forget, you are not too far away from from uh, from old Sheffield geographically, are you? So maybe maybe a park run might be in, uh, in the future at some point. Yeah, definitely. Sounds good. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, thanks for your time. 
And that's my fine fart lucky friends. No fine four foot friend. He's still off fishing. AWOL. Can't find him. Keep trying. Uh, but that was the awesome uh, Kelsey Johnson. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, maybe even starting to think about dipping your toe into the world of triathlon. I think from my perspective, uh, I'd love to have a go. It's the swim that gets me, like I said in the chat. Um, I'm not a very strong swimmer and I don't. nobody needs to see me drown in open water. Um, really great chat. Give Kelsey a follow if you're not already following her. Uh, doing really good things. Uh, that interview was actually recorded a good few weeks ago. So she's uh, done a couple of races since. Um, well worth checking in on what she's been up to. Uh, give her a follow. Show her some love. Absolutely awesome, awesome chat with a very, very cool human being. Um, and that was that. Moving on, though. It is time for the What The Fartlet Partner and Lee. We're going to be doing things a little bit differently this week. We don't have the full complement of team members. So we're going to have to... Try and work our way around it. Uh, first and foremost, he did disappear to feed his cat a minute ago, but I don't know if he's back or not yet. Uh, ben, are you with us? I am with you. Hello, hello. And is Rambo fed, most importantly? He's, he's guzzling his food down as we speak, but whether or not he remains quiet for the podcast, we will find out. But that, well, we would welcome his contribution because we are going to be missing our fourth today, aren't we? Emma is not with us. She's been with us earlier. But she's she uh, working late this evening, isn't she? So you're flying the Bema flag solo. I am indeed, yeah. feel a bit lost and, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm sure I'll do a good job. I hope I'm, so. I'm sure you will. Back yourself, sir. Believe in yourself because I believe in you too. Um, we've got some big announcements coming up as well for this week. So make sure you keep your ears peeled and your eyes pricked. No, that was the wrong way around. Uh, make sure you listen out <laughs> for, uh, for we've got some big ones coming out with Ben. We're going to cover them in just a moment. That's what she said. Um, and uh, uh, about kind of the future of the points, because we've done a little bit of reflection at the halfway point, haven't we? So we'll come to that in just a second. Yep. Yep. Uh, before we do, though, we're not it's, we're not just a gruesome twosome. We are a fabulous threesome. Uh, Emma might not be with us, but we do have the man with the man of the hour, the man with the power, too sweet to be sour, the absolute big daddy, Mac daddy, Don daddy himself, Statman John. Are you with us? Ah, oh, Kelsey Jordan, what a woman. Johnson, Kelsey Johnson, Statman John. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew it. That's why she's been ignoring my calls. Called her the wrong name. Bloody hell. Did, did she not follow back on Instagram, that man, John? She didn't. She didn't. No. What a woman. What a woman. Wow. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Uh, what, what do you think about triathlon, SMJ? You ever done a triathlon? Oh, I invented them. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> of course yeah, you did. Of course you did. And what, what, what was your inspiration for him? What, what caused, was, it, what, was there a circumstance? Was it an accident? Did you do it on purpose? What, what happened? I just wanted something to warm up, you know, warm the body on a Monday. So I uh, came Lovely. up with that and people wanted to join in. Brilliant. <laughs> Good. Good explanation. Uh, right. OK. Uh, my John, how have you been? What have you been up to? Oh, well, I had a date today. Of course obviously. you did. Yes, please. Yeah, tell us um, all about it. Would, 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 did you find the one? Have we finally cracked through this wall of nearlies and got the one? No. <sighs> what happened? Well, it's with a uh, a lady, you might have heard from her, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm aware oh, of Gwyneth. Gwen, Gwyneth. Old Gwenny, yeah, I believe that's what she likes to be called, yeah. Mm, we, uh, Big G, we went down to uh, Bournemouth. <laughs> Big G. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, SMJ. I should be happy with that. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, 
Yeah, we went down to Bournemouth and went cucumber picking. Don't know if you've done it. <laughs> never, no, I've never, I've never picked a cucumber. I've been strawberry picking. Is cucumber picking similar? Yeah, kind of is, uh, kind of similar. She enjoyed it. She kept trying to grab the wrong cucumber, but we're having a good time. <laughs> I don't mind. Um, anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm getting distracted. So, uh, yeah, cucumber picking. She got one, I got one. She said, hey, let's have a sword fight. So we were <laughs> with the cucumbers. And uh, bam, I hit hers in half. And then uh, suddenly out of the middle climbed a miniature at Marshall Mainly Runner. <laughs> <laughs> How small was he? T- the size of a dice. Tiny. <laughs> and uh, it, oh, it made me jump. I said, I recognise you. He started chasing me. I took it as a sign and I left. See you later, G. I'm out. So you, what, what, I mean, what happened? What, you left Neil with Gwyneth Paltrow. Did they, did they strike up an accord? Well, he was chasing me and then right. I couldn't see him anymore. I made right. my escape. Right. But he was tiny, so he might have just got lost in the long grass. Yeah, hopefully. Wonderful. Wonderful. Right then, chaps. Uh, shall we get into the Park Run League? I think best bet, if you don't mind, Ben... And we're free balling mm-hmm. it as we usually do. Shall we? Um, shall we talk through? Obviously, the the big stats. Statman John and Statman Ben's corner. Um, yep. We'll do those first. We'll do the results. You'll ably stand in. I'm I'm sure for Emma with the league tables. But before we get into next week's challenge, we'll talk about the changes and the adaptations we're going to make to the rules. Does that sound okay, guys? Perfect. Yes. Wonderful. All right then, Statman John, Statman Ben. What are our stats of the week this week? Okay, so um, it was quite a quiet week this week. Um, not many standout stats, but I, I managed to pluck a few out there. Um, so first of all, we have to talk about the all-time part on PBs. So mm-hmm. one of my favourites, and we yeah. have two of them this week. Um, one of them is from Lindsay Monday. She ran an all-time park run PB this week. Mm-hmm. And after his equaling PB attempt last week, where he ran 1911, um, again, he's gone out and tried again this week, Mr. Sean Baxter, and he ran a 1906 or 7, I believe it was. Ah, that's so amazing. That's amazing. He has Got beaten so it this week. Yeah, yeah brill. And so, going back and doing it again. Brill stuff. Kudos to them, too. Well done. Uh, Lindsay and Sean led the way on PBs this week, SMJ. What else did they do? Well, they've had a busy week. Congratulations, guys. They uh, both spell check the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm surprised they had time to do a part run. That's, that's quite a mammoth task. Jesus. Uh, ben, uh, you, you, yes. might had, you might have had time spell checking the dictionary when you were doing your 100k with Jack, might you? That might have passed the time a little bit quicker. Oh, God, no. No, I don't think we'd have had that much. We were too fast to spell check a dictionary. Understandable. Uh, what else have we done this week? Um, okay, so the next one is your positions, and this is becoming a very common theme, and it's not even funny anymore. Well, it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, kudos to Carl. Yet again, Carl's gone to another park run this week, Cusworth, not far from where I am yep. here, um, and he's pulled out another four. So kudos to Carl for getting Brilliant. fourth well for the. Done. For the third time, 
And then obviously Darren. Darren's gone and got tenth at Barrow again. Of course um, he has. But to be fair to him, it was a little bit fine margins this time. I think his ninth place was a, was exactly the same time as him, and eleventh place was one second behind him. Wow. So he had to he had to really cut in between them two just to get that tenth position this week. It was at so, risk today. And any any other park run two 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 position times in the row, or is it just Carl and Darren? Just Carl and Darren, and Brilliant. we. I do have an apology for Connor for yes. last week. Yes. Um, Connor Vidal Cocker in Southern Gravy. We we did have his points, but I forgot to transfer formulas. Blah blah blah. It didn't pull it over, so um, we didn't shout him out last week. But Connor last week ran first at his park run, and yeah. the week before he was first. So shout out to Connor for the previous week four for getting first position. Yeah, um, great, so, great achievement. Mhm. So yeah, them them two for this week and Connor for last week. Uh, and ret- a, a retrospective Connor. So Statman John, what have Darren and Carl achieved this week? And can you remember? Did did Connor do something last week that that needs mentioning? Oh, I remember Connor. Right. Uh, I'll do Darren and Carl first. They both made out with a shoehorn and enjoyed it. Congratulations. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Can you describe making out with a shoehorn? Or t- you <laughs> There's many ways. You picture it, my You picture it. It's great. It, 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 it is quite tongue-like in appearance, a shoehorn, isn't it? So mm. You'd have to simulate the mouth with your hands. I'm thinking too much about this. I don't know why I'm carrying on. What about uh, Connor last week? Connor, my man, he drove uh, to Portugal and back to pick up a 20p he dropped. Congratulations, Connor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's brilliant. Commitment. Commitment. Well current- done, Connor. Current climate, every penny counts. So, yeah, I don't blame him. It does. Definitely got his money back on his fuel. Um, yep. uh, ben, what else has happened? OK, so positions, people equaling. We we also had two people who were one position off this week. I like mm. to mention them because because these two, they're not they're not the lower numbers. So they're yep. not the easy targets. Um, we have Wayne from Team West Coast coming in in 45th, whereas he was 44th the week before. And Cal Crombie Fisher coming in at 30th when he was 29th the week before. So, so, so close. Whether or not they knew, who knows? Or whether or not they're able to count, who knows? But, yeah, I mean, to be only one position off uh, at that kind of finishing position in a park run is is damn good in my eyes. It is. It is. A deary, deary, ever so nearly. Statman John, what else did the guy, did the nearly men achieve this week? Well, lucky they were there on time for this. They both helped deliver a baby octopus. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's impressive. You definitely need uh, a couple of people to do that. Uh, great job. Mm. Ben, have we got any more for me? I do, I do. So the the, the last ones are my favourite ones, the volunteer stats. Yes. Um, obviously, this week, the challenge for the week was volunteering at Junior Park Run. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a staggering... 38 people volunteer at Junior Park Run this week. That's that's brilliant in my eyes. That's nearly half of the people in this competition have gone to a Junior Park Run on a Sunday, including myself and Jack, who I don't even know, but we ran 100k and finished less than 10 hours before. Oh, you're gonna be the new JP and Matt, aren't you? Oh, I'm gonna be dining on this for months, mate. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and my Instagram feed is just going to be ultra related now yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, 38 people. It was lovely. Me and Em, we were, we were at Bogner Junior with Neil, Glenn and Jack. And funny thing was, they put, uh, they, me and Em were on barcode scanning, so we just had to wait right at the start bit. They made Jack go all the way to the far end of the field. <laughs> and he got there and he just had to have a sit down, bless him. Couldn't, um, couldn't happen so, to a nicer lad. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so many of you. You were obviously there with uh, mm-hmm. Matty and Paul and Sammy. Yep, little uh, team out in, yep. Yeah, it was great to see so many people donning the hives on Sunday morning and helping out at the junior park runs. Not discrediting anyone that did it on Saturday as well. So we had 38 at junior. We had a further 18 people volunteer wow, on Saturday. Brilliant. Wow, really so good. 56 volunteer credits in the competition this week which is is that, is that our biggest week so far yes yeah yes definitely. get in what's what's the total Isa ben uh oh christ now you're asking a question just let me flip between screens here unhide that one so we have had 185 volunteer credits so far amazing so we said we wanted 250 didn't we in the 10 weeks and we're five weeks in and we've we're, had we're way beyond that 85 so really, we're only twenty volunteer spots off being on target for four hundred. Oof. I think I think let let's 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 go for three hundred first. One let's, at a time. All right. Okay. Okay. I think we can do four hundred. I'm just saying. Challenge to all of you. But the official totalizer aim is three hundred. Statman John, yeah. what else did the guy did our volunteer Hivis heroes do this weekend? Um, they, congratulations, all managed to speak in tongue. Congratulations. <laughs> good, good. I don't, rem- I don't remember it, but I was speaking gibberish. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, Ben in particular might have just been delirium. Um, okay, excellent. Thank you, Statman John and Statman Ben. Uh, another very informative and inspiring uh, Statman Corner. Uh, ben, right, this is normally where we'd go over to uh, your lovely better half. Uh, but she's yep. not here. So will you take the lead and give us the league table, bottom to top? Ah, go on then, why not? Why not? Right, so starting at the bottom of the table, um, I don't think they've moved position since we started here, so they, they need a, a good kick up the backside here. The Stoic Slammers. Yeah, start, start, started steady. They're building to a crescendo is what I think is happening. I, I hope so. I hope so. They're on 64 points. Mm-hmm. Um, and then guess who's just above them? Uh, let me guess. They are led by a tiny little Ewok who can't Hopefully. even show up the podcast. That's exactly it. On 109 points, we have Armageddon Tired. Okay. That, that, that's not bad, to be honest. They've, they've definitely picked it up in recent weeks since Matt yeah. started going to part runs. They're into three figures now, which is nice mm-hmm. to see. Um, one place up from them, Cirque de Better Than You, Ooh. in with 126 points. Okay. Um, coming up from them, where I was at the weekend, down with uh, uh, quite a few members of Southern Gravy. Yep. They're currently sitting in eighth position with 129 points. Well, that's close. Yeah, they they all got points deducted for winding me up on Saturday about uh, it. Understandable. Don't, don't piss off the games master. Glenn, Neil, you you got deducted twenty points each because you were just winding me up all bloody day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, but they should have been. Um, in seventh place, we have what's your occurring with a hundred and forty-seven points. 
Oh, pulling pulling clear of that of the of the, of the bottom chasing pack, aren't they? Correct, correct. Yeah, um, one place up in in fact two people in joint fifth position mm-hmm. on 161 points. We have the beasts from the southeast, mm-hmm. and we have Cirque du Soleil. Oh, we've fallen away a little bit, haven't we? Oh, Robbie, what's mm. happening? It was we had a, we had a few people away this weekend. We had a few people away who couldn't run, so. Oh, yeah, we, okay. we, we we'll be we'll be back better than ever. I say we're back better than ever next week. I'm not doing part run at all next week because we're running. <laughs> I'm running 14 mile three lake classic on the Saturday morning, and uh, and then I will be drunk <laughs> on Saturday night. Yeah. So I ain't going to make it to junior either. Oh dear. Oh well. Um, no comment. Um, we started strong. We started strong, guys. Well done. You're allowed a blip in the middle every now and again. Yeah. Um. So that that was you two in joint fifth in fourth place. Mm-hmm. We have Team Weirdness. Weirdness. They are on 174 points. Okay. In third place, on 175 points, is Team Awkward. Yep. So they've they've slipped they dropped, out. They've dropped one, haven't they? So who's who's took that second spot? Oh, only the best team. They oh, cha- they should be champions. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. and everybody in between. Sexy Sign Seekers, 182 points. Well, he's in like seventh last week. I smell a fix. Okay, right, yeah. I'll send you stats over afterwards. <laughs> I'm joking. I I'll you. let you know that out of every single team, um, there was only no team, the full complement went to Junior Park Run, yes. but the only team where one just one didn't um right. so we got that seven was, out of eight of us guys. yeah that was us guys so right. we 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 took a real boost on the uh junior park run yeah yeah, yeah. points yeah. this week yeah. so uh, and, and, a, and a well worthy cause to gain points for as well so kudos to you guys thank you thank you and it goes without saying who's in first first place team uh, west coast team west coast 71 points clear of sexy right. sign seekers with uh 253 points now on a serious note ben a huge well done to them they have really really put in an effort um and they've they've done some really they've delivered some good times some good challenges that they're, they're really mm-hmm. taking it seriously and i know we joke the pantomime villain thing but they have done amazing and thank and we are very very yeah, grateful that they're as, as committed and, and as vocal about the challenges they are and we're very very happy to have them as part of it and, and well done for being the leaders of the pack however that being said ben it was probably the gap at the top that's made us rethink and reshape a few of the little bits around the challenges um just to make it continually fur for the rest of the competition do you want to take over and talk about the two things that we are going to be just tweaking slightly for the second half of the challenge yeah, of course, right. So as Rob said, we th- this was this was all new and we didn't know how it was going to go and we're halfway through now and we've seen a few things coming up and we feel it's only fair that we tweak one or two of the rules um just to try and make an even balance on it. So first one is the attendance one. If you attend a park run, you get a point and we limited that to 5. We're going to increase that to 10. So if you go every single week, you will still get a point, mm-hmm. not just for the first five. Yep. And the second one is it is the position one. Yep. Um, now, it's it's not personally directed at Darren or personally directed at Carl. But what we're noticing is that certain park runs, certain times, 
certain positions are a lot more achievable than other people's attempts. Um, so we're capping it. We're going to cap it at four because Darren's had his four. He's run 10th every single week, by the way, in all five mm-hmm. weeks that we've been which running. Is, which, is, which is amazing, regardless of the location really. or the position. Yeah. yeah. Like we said, this, like I said uh, just a bit ago, how he had to slot in between the two. That's great. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, but we're, we are going to cap it now because we, if, in hindsight, if we'd have given maybe five points for it, it wouldn't be as drastic. But Agreed. No, we're, we're going we're gonna to cap it. You're allowed 40 points uh, per person on your team. So unfortunately for Darren, he can go and finish 10th as much as he wants now. Mm-hmm. Um, or Carl, Carl Barnes, team witness, he's done three now, so we're going to allow him one more. Yep. Everybody else that's done it so far, I know Wayne's done it, um, Papa P's done it, Michael Slack's done it, um, Connor's JP done it. Did JP and West did it, or did they get PBs? They got PBs the other week. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've done it, so we're going to allow anybody that hasn't done it or already has done it, they're allowed to do it up to a maximum of four times. I, th- yeah. I think that's fair. And that's fair. And we have made a yeah. point, haven't we, if this isn't a surprise to uh, the likes of Darren and Carl, you've reached out to both of them in advance, haven't you, to let them know what's going on. So, yeah. um, so uh, and, and they're on board of it and it's absolutely fine. So um, I think it's the right thing to do. I think it's fair. Um, a huge well done. It's amazing. I think the, the key thing that I realised as, as the weeks were unfolding were it is slightly favouring the faster runners, which is not kind of what we want to to get to, is it? We want to have it where everybody's got as good of a chance of of getting those points. And so levelling the playing field, capping it feels like uh, it, it, it evens that, that, that field a little bit more, doesn't it? Definitely, yeah. It, yeah. Is, it is benefiting the higher positions. Um, and it, yeah, it's just got to be fair. It really yeah. does have to be fair. Brill. Brill. Okay, uh, so with that being said, that doesn't mean that old Darren or anybody else can't get points this week coming up. Um, we've got a brand new challenge. Is that my John? What was that a side? Are you, are you, did you fall asleep then? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry about that, lads. <laughs> what happened? I was looking at my chest as I do and I just saw another hair come. I didn't want it to grow there, <laughs> but it has. Push it back. Push it back. Right, okay. Um, just just let's keep it Let's cap off the individual stats as well. Oh, yes. Can't, Sorry, Ben. Can't yeah, skim yeah. past them. Um, so, in let's go from fifth position. So, in fifth position, we have from Armageddon Tired, um, Mr. Michael Slack with 36 Car- points. Carrying that umpa lumper on his back, isn't he? Absolutely. Probably could as well. He's that tiny. Um, in joint fourth position, um, slipping down to a place this week despite not even running a park run i'm still in fourth position with wayne bolger me and wayne joint on 37 points it's a good team to be in yeah uh wayne also team west coast um in third position boosted by his recent successes with running equaling pbs and running pbs we have mr sean baxter yeah he's done amazing 38 points um and then in second place and first place we have the position kings we have carl barnes in second with 56 points and we have darren mcsweeney at the top with 70 points and i think that probably is just a good reflection of just how big of a swing the position uh uh challenge can do for you so absolutely um, 
Uh, yeah, definitely the right decision. Okay, so uh, I was, I'm sorry I, I jumped past the individuals, Ben, but a huge well done to our top five. Um, let's go back to what I was just saying then. This, there are other ways that we can get points this week through our weekly challenge. What's it going to be this week, Ben? There are, yep. So we're going back to a running challenge this week after volunteering last week. So this week, the running challenge for week number six is, now there's two twists to this. You either have to finish with a six in your finish position. Mm-hmm. So that could be six, 16, 26, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. If you finish with that, you will get five points. Like it. If And if you finish with a double six, so 66, 166, 266, et cetera, you will get 10 points. Oh, that's massive. And that's not easy. 66, you can't count them people off, can you? That's not easy to count off. No, not at all. But I like it. anyone, but people can finish there. You could just run and you never know. You might get handed that number 66. You might get handed 266. Who knows? I like it. But Take like your part, run. Make sure there's make sure there's more than sixty six people turn up regularly. Yeah, that'd just be in ideal. case. Yeah, that'd be ideal. Yeah, yeah. Just to give you a chance of that. Uh, start, but yeah. start, start pulling passerbys off the park. Dog walkers, getting them just to walk through in front of you. Yeah. There's no point in going to Frickley like when we went to Frickley and there were forty people running. <laughs> and, there were, and, got... the, and, and there were nine of us. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I got really excited. That's my highest place ever finish at Frickley until I realised how many people actually ran. <laughs> yeah, no. Pick your part on wisely. Go, give it a go. Um, and and I'm going to throw in a bonus challenge here this week as well. Oh, he's gone rogue. Uh, I don't know about this. This is a bonus challenge. So what we're going to do for for a bonus 100 points if you run an international park run this weekend. You can have 100 points. Oh, Ben, absolutely. Come on. <laughs> you already told us in an earlier segment you're going to bloody Paris this week. Absolutely. Yes. Not. And also, isn't our only other international park runner, Sophie Bestwick, in, is she in your team? No, she's not, actually. She's no, not no, in your no. team. She's in a, so that could offset it. But either way, absolutely not. That's not happening. What? Oh. Right, we'll, Exa- save, that for, no. we'll save that for next season. Yeah, maybe. Well, you'll save that for next time you decide to take Emma away for the weekend, will you? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Bloody I call shenanigans, sir. Um, <laughs> uh, but a very good challenge, nonetheless, in terms of the finish position. Just remember, guys, a six in the finish time gets you five. A 66 in the finish time gets you ten. Big points on offer. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing if anybody manages to get that 66 or the 166, because that's going to be tough. Um, right then, Ben. Uh, I'm going to let you go, sir. Um, thank you very thank much you. for your time, as always, uh, and get back to recovering uh, from those ultra marathon heroics. Statman John. Yes. Have you recovered from your chest incident? I, I pushed it back in. Thanks, Ben. All right. Gone. Okay. Good. Good. God, brilliant. Um, brilliant. Any words of wisdom to leave us with? Okay, guys. Uh, this week, if you meet someone called Kevin, um, I want you to immediately arm wrestle him and win. <laughs> Good. Any any reason why? Once you've done it, you'll learn why. Right. Okay. Okay. I don't know any Kevins. I'm you gonna have to find a Kevin. Kevin Dara's over in Ireland, Northern Ireland. Is he Northern Ireland? Ireland. Kevin Dara, season one guest. What uh, if we find one in Paris? Do we get? Do we find out more if it's an international one? You're not getting extra points for being in Paris, Ben. Stop trying. Oh, for um, God's sake. Uh, good advice, that man, John. A pleasure as always, Ben. 
Uh, I've got to go and try and dig Matt out of a swamp, wherever he is lost. I'm going to try and get, see if he's got some signals so he can join me for a roll call. But I will see you beautiful chaps next week. Thanks, Rob. Hey, Rob, you all right? How's it going? Can you hear me? I can hear you. You all right? Yeah, yeah. Where have you been? You know where I've been. I'm, I'm, I'm away. I'm fishing. I know you're away fishing. Care too much more about fishing than your podcast responsibilities, don't you? Um, um, podcast responsibilities? Yeah, you said you, you said you said you had it all covered this week. Yeah, I did get it all covered, to be fair. I'm, uh, uh, oh. Have you caught any fish? I caught a few, yes. Not as many as other people, but yeah, I've, 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 I've done all right. Oh, I've been making fun of you because you've been catching yeah. shit fish. Yeah. yeah, and I got well, I got a hook caught in my thumb as well and my finger. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. Are you all right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, the, the fish, were, I got it in my uh, landing there and I managed to get the hook out, but then the fish started flapping as so we got the hook out and he just went into my thumb and then it flapped again and it pulled it inside. <laughs> pulled it inside. <laughs> the fish fought back. My copy will buy a fish. <laughs> it was only a two pound fish and all. One oh, pound. Matt got, <laughs> got stabbed by a fish. Wonderful. Two pound fish. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, yes, no, you're an idiot. You're an absolute moron. Uh, good, but I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. And uh, glad that you managed to get enough signal to join me for a little roll call. Ah, uh, yes, you did, uh, you did leave that one on me. Uh, yes, I've got all the details right here. Good. Should we get started? Are you around people that you'd be embarrassed to sing the roll call song in front of? No, I'm not around people and I'm going to sing the roll call song. <laughs> Go on then, loud I'm and way, proud. We're stopping in some yurts in uh, in Dorset and uh, yeah, they're, they're about, what, 100 yards away from me, so you'll not hear me. <laughs> mm, okay, officially though, they're stalking you, ready to attack again. All right, partner, you know what time it is. Keep roll calling, baby. I've got some cows looking at me. Weirdly. <laughs> <laughs> Keep roll calling, 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 calling. Moo. <laughs> uh, right, we've got a bumper roll call this week. Do you want to kick us off? Uh, yeah, we'll kick us off. So we've got Tomb P85, Blade and Race. Not quite as far as Jack and Ben, though. Uh, yeah, I think there's going to be a recurring theme of those two on this hmm. uh, on this show. A lot of love for them in this roll call. We'll hit that in a minute. A big well done to to Pete for, for doing Bladen, along with uh, Dan Dan did it as well, didn't he? Uh, right. So well done to both of you for doing Bladen. Um, Marco Del Wazio, he completed his UK parkrun alphabet, volunteered wow. twice. Let's see what Rob will moan about this week. <laughs> He's going to moan about Marco Del Wazio calling him out for moaning about stuff. No. Well done, Mark. Well done. <laughs> For completing your part run alphabet, it's a great achievement, and for volunteering twice. I all <laughs> I always believed in you. <laughs> you finished. You no one to add anything on the little backhanded, uh, you know. Next. Next. B. Harris, my uh, part run cup uh, conqueror, su- successor. She, she, you did what? <laughs> <laughs> She's shouting out uh, Dean for pulling. <laughs> Sorry, Donna. <laughs> Sorry, shouting... B, more importantly. Sullying your good name. <laughs> Sorry, B. <laughs> Shout out to Dean for pulling on the uh, high-vis 
uh, vest at the park run uh, for his first time volunteering. Awesome stuff, Dean. Well done. Yeah, well done, Dean. Uh, and uh, and thanks for shouting that out, B. Uh, Paul Locke, Fat Leather Woodhouse. Paul, obviously mentioning to Ben and Jack. Uh, again, the common theme recurs. But also, uh, well done to Matt. Now, Paul's in your team, isn't he, on the old part run league? He is, yes. So I bet he was pulling his hair up at your complete lack of contribution. So he says, well done to you, Matt, for actually I've, doing a part I've, run. I've been contributing. I've, I've scored quite a few points i've done volunteers and i've ran and yeah I've, 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 i'm not doing too bad this time around okay well done i mean <laughs> i mean i've heard the league results you're not you're not doing that well i've, I've not yeah I'm, i've not done that segment <laughs> sorry it's right. to spoil it yeah i'll carry i'll carry on so e- easy run so easier said than run i don't know which one of these what it is but uh they smashed their p part run pb oh is it steve or is it kirsty hmm I'm not sure. It doesn't say. It just says smash my part on PB. We're not sure. I've not seen it on the stories. We'll have to follow him. You'll have to give him a follow and find out which one it was. Yeah. And also go back and listen to that episode earlier this series. Nice. Yes, definitely. Definitely. It's a good one. Uh, so Claire, Claire running mum, wanted to shout out Jack and Ben and a big shout out to Emma, Beth, Papa P and of course Milo the doggo uh, for, for being a cheer squad. Uh, Dan on South Coast this weekend. And can I just say as well, a massive well done to you as well, Claire. I thought you did amazing uh, running that race as well. So big well done yeah. to all of you guys. Awesome. Yeah, def- definitely. Uh, Jack, he smashed uh, our Jack, Jack Penfold, smashed the large Domino's pizza before Ben had eaten, uh, eaten half of his. So he's proud of that. That is, that is some achievement, to be honest. He's the most competitive man on the planet. But <laughs> like that is actually quite, I, I've eaten with Ben as well. And yeah. Like you've, but the thing with Ben is you've got to eat quickly because if he finishes before you, he will shark your food. So you, 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 it's like prison. You've got to like, you've got to like get it at quick before Ben realizes that he's the man is a dustbin. He sees it as a challenge. I've seen him polish off like four people's meals in the pub. It's amazing. Um, but well done, Jack, for finishing your pizza. Um, JP shouting out, adding to the the loving for Ben and Jack. Um, but also to Claire, another shout out to Claire. And Kenny, we've not mentioned Kenny underscore, um, who also ran the same race. Amazing job, all of you. Yeah, awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, Sheffield Strider, our very own Ben himself, he's done a, a few shout outs here. So a massive shout out to our support crew. Uh, were amazing all all day. Which, yeah, agree, agree with that, Ben. Uh, and also for Neil and Deb's pace for their hospitality. Um, yeah, Neil, Neil and Debbie are awesome. And we, when we've been down to Bognor, he's yeah. offered... offered uh, digs and stuff for us and uh, yeah. all that sort of good stuff so well done to them uh, and then a big shout out for Jack for being the best running buddy ever hang on what I thought we were the best running buddies ever I don't know I don't know they they, they bonded up there didn't they mm. like they're like it's like yeah amalgamated you and JP <laughs> aren't the only ultra buddies uh, now I know yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm disappointed with that there you go. Um, so uh, Laura Blackwell says she's very, very proud of the ultra runners this weekend. We all are. But also a uh, out, little outsider running. She took some control and accepted a new job. We were talking yeah. about uh, about that at Poolsbrook Park Run a few uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, Laura and I about how she was up and on about what to do. And I'm dead, dead proud of her. She's inspired me as well to start uh, uh, thinking about what I can do with my career. So well done, Laura. And you never know who you influence. So thank you for that as well. Yeah, that was awesome. She also, I, I ran with the round uh, Brother Valley on on Saturday for part run, and uh, she told me that news as well. And well, I knew oh, the news. Right? We, I knew no, the no. news, and she, we just spoke about it, and we went for coffee afterwards. So yeah, good, good to see her again, uh, and good, good not, to have a chat. Not a competition, Matt, but you did tell me first. <laughs> I'll piss off, Rob. <laughs> uh, next one, done witness. Uh, thank you, Carl Barnes. 
uh, team witness for finishing fourth at Park Run again. Keep up, keeping the pressure up with the ugh, them up at the top. Them there up there. But I tell you what, Matt, there's been a bit of a change. There's been a tweak to the old uh, points and challenge uh, uh, options, which might make things a little bit more. I mean, you're still screwed. You're not getting anywhere near it. But I mean, it's going to help some other people. Oh, um, keep doing it. So that's exciting. Uh, Neil Pacey, uh, me for the post-ultra recovery barbecue and spa day. Fair play. Fair play. Fair, fair, Self, yeah, fair. Self-confidence is key, Neil. I like it. Well done. <laughs> uh, I think this is the last one, but Sarah goes running on yeah. Instagram. Uh, she says, Doncaster half marathon, she's smashed. Though smash maybe isn't the right description. If you finished it, or if you, you got round it, or whatever, you smashed it. If you go out for a run any day, any time, you smash it in our books. Well, absolutely. Well done to you. Uh, and thank you for sending that in. Uh, we saw quite a few people doing the Doncaster half. So a uh, big well done to all. Who's it a Curly's event? I'm not quite sure. Mm. Not sure I, 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 I heard nothing about it. And they just popped up and everyone was running it. It's quite close to us, isn't it? But I don't know. It's a bit yeah. of a weird, weird time of year for a half, isn't it? It's not in the spring or the autumn season. It's right slap bang in summer. I don't know. Mm. Weird one. But it looked like a really good route and it looked like some people uh, really, really enjoyed the time and, and some PBs fell. So well done to everybody who ran it, especially Sarah. And thank you for writing in. That is uh, us done, I think, for today, Matt. But we do have some thank yous to get to. Uh, are you going to struggle with these thank yous, seeing as how you've not been here for any of this episode? Uh, I might do. I might get something wrong because obviously I don't know who's done which segments. Cause, uh, well, well I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I did. At the start of the segment, I stole your agenda. And I'm pretty, and I think I did it better than you do, to be honest. Um, mm. Let's have a little listen back. Not to toot my own horn, but, you know, toot, toot. Um, uh, pretty good. So should I steal your thank yous as well? No, you're all right. I, I, you can, all right. You can add, add on as you, as you see fit. So thank you to Graham Limley, as always. Awesome theme music. Uh, thank you to Kirsty Johnson uh, for an awesome chat. Triathlon. Kel, Kel, Kelsey Johnson, not Kirsty Johnson. Why, why have I got Kirsty? Yeah, it's Kelsey. I did the graphics. Why have I Kelsey? It's his Kelsey. <laughs> I'm stood in a field reading stuff off my bloody foot. Uh, continue. Do you want to carry on? Yeah, 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 I do want to carry on. You, what, you want me to carry on? All right. Uh, thank you to Kelsey Johnson. Yep. <laughs> awesome, awesome Sorry. chat uh, about triathlons and everything she's doing. <laughs> Tri- triathlons. <laughs> you talk, buddy. Carry on. <laughs> I'll come on for five minutes. You give me grief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. deserved grief. <laughs> that cue to Ben and Emma. Did they both come on for part run? I think. No, Emma did. no, they didn't. It was just Emma. No. That's what I mean. <laughs> Emma did part run. Ben were busy doing an, this ultra thing that it would. <laughs> You're so useless. Uh, continue. Um, Statman John, were you there? Yes, Statman John was there this week. He was, yep. Thank you to Ben and Jack. I'm no doubt they've done an ultra segment. I'm guessing. Yes, they have. It was, yeah. it was, it was exhaustive. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and thank you to me for coming on no no you've done nothing your biggest accomplishment this week this accomplishment this week is you got stabbed by a fish you're not (laughs) (laughs) you you don't qualify for thank yous i think that's it i'm done yeah i think you are done as well put a fork in me i'm done um big thank you uh big thank you big uh shout out uh next week's guest do you know who it is uh you can tell me if you want uh, it's it's a friendly face, a familiar face, a fart like family face. Look at that Ooh. alliteration. Whoa. 
he loves it, doesn't he? Um, uh, and we did it face to face as well. Oh, uh, uh, we're talking to the amazing. Uh, he's a man of many names. He is. You might know him as Mr. Metal Muncher. Yes. You might know him as his Instagram handle, Dizbot Runs. Mm-hmm. Is it Dizbot Runs? It is Dizbot Runs, isn't it? It is. Um, but I know him as Chris Ward. And Chris came on uh, this week to talk uh, to us about all about how he set up Metal Munch, his own running journey, his love of the trails. It's a great one. He's a good, good guy. He drove all the way to Sheffield from, I think he's in like Nottingham way, um, oh, just to come and have a chat and have a cup of tea and, uh, and catch up. And it was lovely to see him. And I can't wait to share it with you. I've been sat on this one for a little while. Um, he came a good few weeks ago. So, um, yeah, looking forward to sharing. It. It's going to be amazing. What do you reckon? Yeah, an in-person one, something a bit different. Awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. I knew you how to hold a microphone, not like you. Um, so that was good. Uh, right, uh, how about our uh, partners for this week? Uh, yes, thank you to Runner. Uh, you say Runner, I thought it was Run R. Run R, Run R, Run R, Run R, Run. There's no, there's no E in it. Run R. Yeah, when you said it in the intro, I was like, I'll leave him to it, but I think it's Run R. I don't know. Run I, I, I don't know. I'm not being a dick. I, I don't know. I, I, I just always thought it was Run R. Like two words, mm. run. Ah. I just thought it was runner, because obviously it's runner. You're a runner, runner. I don't think it's relevant, to be honest. <laughs> We've got a discount for coffee anyway. Just send WTF for 20% off site wide. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so much then for uh, linking up with us and helping us out of our giveaway at the start of the series. Uh, check those guys out. Great community and some awesome products uh, available. Uh, you see them all over the gram. Uh, you can get yourself some uh, with a big discount from us. Uh, we've got the part run, uh, part run, uh, part run league ticking on that um, but that's mm-hmm. not what i want to talk about i want to talk about the weekend, charity right? weekend charity weekender very excited for that it's coming up at the end of july uh i'm waxing lyrical about it every single week but i do hope that a few more people we have had a few more people sign up on the back of it so i'm going to keep banging the drum it's in sheffield it's on the 30th of july we're going to be having a charity football game men's and women's we still have space if you want to sign up and get involved and play in the game we're going to be doing a part run takeover i'm doing friday night run beer um we might walk in the peaks on the sunday morning we might not be dead hungover um but we're gonna try and sort something like that most importantly having a party on a saturday night there should be 40 at least 40 i think of us um mm-hmm. hanging out chatting catching up making some new pals rekindling small friendships putting boogie names to faces boogie wonderland uh we're gonna be having a great time it's gonna be a party in it mate it is yeah i can't wait to it uh, the, the, when we did it at uh, Alton Towers, although it weren't official, it was just a meet-up. It was awesome. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. So hopefully it'll be even bigger and better. Our most ambitious target yet. So we'd love you to come along because, you know, that kind of validates what we're doing a little bit. So please do, <laughs> please do get involved and come. If you want to know some more about it, uh, drop us an email, whatthefartletpodcast at gmail.com or um, drop us a DM on one of the social medias and we'll get back to you as soon as possible with some more info. We can hook you up with hotels. We can let you know where the people are staying. We're even trying to organise some car shares from people coming from further afield so it keeps the cost down. We appreciate people do spend a lot of money coming to our organised events and uh, we're very grateful for people doing that and, and we hope you get a lot from it. Um, uh, I talked about the the, uh, the email address and the socials. Matt, where can people find us on socials? Uh, everywhere to search what the far like so we're on Instagram Facebook Twitter YouTube uh, TikTok uh, con- ooh, 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 what, 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 my phone what glitched uh. <laughs> uh, you, I'm in a rhythm then as well uh, find us on our you can eat oh, piss off <laughs> <laughs> I did it the second time on purpose I'm sorry <laughs> e- email us at uh, what the far like uh, podcast <laughs> 
what the fart like podcast at gmail.com <laughs> find us on the website at what the fart like dot com uh and i think that's about that that'll do us that'll do us for the week Matt. another bumper episode closes draws to a close with uh, a sterling roundup from you uh, in adverse circumstances. Uh, let you get back to your fishing. Um, I hope the fish don't come and get you in the night. Oh, it's, 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 with... food, it's, it's food time now. It's, it's snap time and beer time now. Are you, are you eating the fish? The favourite, no, no, no. The favourite time of, of day. Finish fishing, get home, right. food, beer. There you go. Quality. And then be careful for fish with prison shanks circling <laughs> your tent at night, apparently. <laughs> Uh, nothing left for me to say apart from I hope your runs continue to be wonderful as always be excellent to each other be kind or get in the bin uh, we will see you next week Matt I will see you on Saturday because we're running 14 miles very excited about that Thank and uh, and yeah and we'll be back next week with another bumper bumper show of the podcast catch you on the flip flop guys peace that's, that's is that no is that is that you being a fish yeah that is absolutely dreadful. <laughs> is that really you being a fish? Or or are you or are you getting off with your phone? It's me being a fish. Right, wonderful. Uh, Shall I just take oh, a car? You take a car so we can leave. I've said it, cook car. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs>